Hello and welcome to the From the North podcast, a Masonic podcast where today two Master Masons yes, get together. Two. Just two. Just two. Only two. Rightfully two. <laughs> because the third one said something about hoes before bros. <laughs> Not really. That's, that's exactly what he said. He's like, sorry, man. I was, I was going to say, it is, it is weird to be doing... Something Masonic and have it not be in threes. <laughs> yeah, no. I know that is rather, rather bizarre, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I am AC Ransom. I am Senior Steward. I love announcing like the menial thing that I've got to do, yep. but it's so much fun. I'm Senior Steward at Harmony Lodge number 21 in Logan, Utah. The menial thing. The menial thing. The menial thing that plays a big part. But... Uh, yeah. Actually, it's a, it's a great role because I have... To memorize and do stuff, but I'm not giving a lecture, you know, like a huge one. Right. So yeah, but, me. but you're sitting in the in, the, in probably the best spot in the lodge to watch all the action. It is true. It is a good spot. It's, it's a lot better than, than mine. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better than yours. Speaking of which, I'm Gary Roberts. I am the Tyler at Harmony Lodge number 21. My job is to keep the past masters in the lodge room so they can't pee. <laughs> You can't leave. You can't leave. Sorry, the door is locked. It's the and then I won't let them back in if they do go pee. That would be not nice, but a lot of fun to do. But I'm sorry, brother. You just can't come back in. I'm sorry, you can't come back in. No, usually it's not that way. Usually they're a lot nicer. But uh, well, actually, I haven't let anybody out in a meeting. I haven't. It happened because nobody really leaves. Yeah, so. nobody really leaves. But usually I have to wait to come in. But other than that. But yep, it's just the two of us today, uh, myself and uh, Brother AC. Uh, we don't have a guest invite. Brother if Jason you... had to uh, take care of business this morning. Something about being helpful, so he's off being a good guy and lame. Yeah, so, so we use... He's probably being a good employee. Like... <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, we, use a, we use Slack to, to do a lot of our communications through the week because we're all in different places. But uh, he sent a message saying... <laughs> I'm, I might not be up today. I'm I'm being helpful. And so my response was, well, stop it. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, quit being so helpful. Then. Quit being so helpful. Get up here. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out. So he's he's still down in the mega metropolis. So. What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Besides camping and card games? Camping and card games. We had talk, thought of talking about um, our favorite Masonic symbols. I guess we could. Oh, I guess we could still do that because we. The plan for Jason was to talk about the symbols on our, our logo. Right. So we just kind of keep the same idea, just change what we talk about. I guess. Just change what we talk about. No, because you still wanted the point within a circle. Yeah, right? I'll still do the point within a circle, and then I'll do something else yeah, next time. Something, stick with something the with old Jason. old plan. Right. And then, sure. We can do that. There is a lot less. Um, spikes in audio on this one because Jason's not here to laugh. <laughs> Jason's not here to laugh at it. No, I know. I know he hates hearing his laugh on the podcast, but That's he is... we, can, we can insert some in. We haven't recorded. Oh, we should, we should just take clips of so when we just at random at nonsense points just have like a Jason laugh. Uh-huh. Just Jason laughs. That, yeah. That's his involvement in the podcast. That there was so per- much funny. Perfect. The know. one where Jason laughs. <laughs> um, so. So Jason, when you listen to this, your jovial spirit is missed. Yep. Well, but, good news is we still get sidetracked with or without Jason. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> true. But to sidetrack it to to discuss 
uh, dress a little more. I do think in Freemasonry, that's one of the things that I like about it, is that we do dress up to go yeah. to lodge, and we do have somewhat a formal look when we have dinner together mm -hmm. and, and in the lodge. I think that sets it apart. It does. <clears throat> Not that we would say no to some brother that walked in and Levi's and oh no he'd be treated just the same as the rest but it is right. but you know that that brother is dressing um what for him shows respect and care for where he is and what he's doing you know right so. and it might be you just come from work or something like that that too you just just pop in and sometimes that's the way it is but I do like that we do that now that's one tradition I hope never goes away it better not I'm okay with no tuxes because I don't want to buy a tux I do eventually for I want to be like our our current sitting secretary mm -hmm. I would love to have a tux for the degrees for the, for the degrees it'd be fun but I've got to work on buying just a, a better suit first yeah well I gotta get back into suits this just bit I just bought the two that I had like not that long ago either <laughs> gotta buy some more I yeah. guess how tall are you Six foot even. Okay, never mind. Six foot even. I was going to be just buy the suits from you and just get them resized to fit me, but I'm too short. Yeah. I'm 5'10". That two inches makes a difference. It does. Guaranteed your legs and arms are gonna are just too too long for my for my suit size. So. But no, I agree. I think dressing respectfully is a part of manhood and taking pride in yourself and in what you do so i agree i think it's something good that we do it looks sharp i mean that's the i guess that's the fire service of the paramilitary in me because mm -hmm. that is a mason's uniform to me is is is, is a nice dark yeah. suit so and i like it I, I get a kick out of it now because i've only done this since becoming a mason but i have a black shirt black tie yeah. So I come in all black with maybe like a little splash of color in one spot. Ooh, what you, your color should be your pocket square or whatever. Yeah. That's a great thing. The only problem is in my, in my black suit, you can't put anything in the pocket square because they sew those up now. Oh, you just take a seam cutter and just... Or seam ripper. Yeah. That's it's just, it's just, just some threads that they... Well, you know what we probably should do is jump into what we're supposed to be chit-chatting about. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about Masonic symbols. We're... Because these were supposed to be Masonic conversations. And most of them haven't been. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, at least not I mean, what I would think are Masonic conversations. Well, what was the, there was the last one, which is about, which is about you, a Mason. Yeah, which is definitely not a Masonic conversation. Sure it is, it's about a Mason. You, masonry is in there. So this actually brings me a question. What for you would be a Masonic topic, then? Like if oh, you, just, like, like, like us if you were to list the, out the next three to six topics for the shows, and they were the topics that you expected or would like to do, and it's Masonic, like what what would count for you? Well, one the talking about the symbols is one. Things like discussing what different positions in the lodge should do, uh, how Masons should act, mm -hmm. what Masons should be doing. So not Masonic related, like Masonry itself. Right. Mm -hmm. But we could, I mean, it, it just got to have a tie to masonry in some way. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have a, 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 a great discussion on education and what education should be in Lodge. That would be a good discussion. We we, we could get into that, Gary. I know. You, you and I, we feel, we feel the same. We feel very much the same um, way. That, and a lot of people think it has to be, oh, it's the esoterics. And I'm like, no, that could be one night. A good example of this is 
Um, well, the problem is, as we're talking, I'll think of like three different things that I want to bring up, and then by the time it's time to talk, it's just that's not where the conversation is going. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, one time, Cliff, for the for the dinner before Lodge, he actually got up. I don't know if you were there for that or not. I wasn't. He actually got up and gave a Dave Ramsey-ish spiel on financial responsibility and being debt-free and the importance of it and some steps you can take to get there and how it helps you and the, you know, and it was, so it was, it was education, but instead of being an esoteric thing, which I love, but it was practical education on what, like, and good men should be good stewards of their stuff, you know? And see, I I love that kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, there's that. No, it, was, it was it was great. There was uh, there's that documentary that's on uh, Netflix or no? Yeah, actually, I think you can see it on YouTube. I'm not sure. So, but you can watch it. It's called Meet the Masons. Meet the Masons. Mm-hmm. Meet the Masons, and it it focuses on Masons in the in the um, Grand Lodge of England. It was interesting because I, mean, I watched that like right before. About the time I had uh, sent in my my petition mm-hmm. uh, to lodge here, and uh, before my uh, initiation, and watched that. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that uh, um, the stewards, one of the stewards, is actually responsible for uh, lining up the meal that they have. They have a meal after. Yeah, after um, each degree. After well, no, or after just lodge after meeting lodge too. meeting. Yeah, um, which we here in Utah. Um, a lot of the lodges that I visit in any way have a, and we don't know if this will happen after COVID goes, after the COVID stuff um, starts to lighten up, but uh, we have dinner before lodge meeting. Otherwise, we'll be at lodge till like one in the morning. Oh, we'd have but to start lodge when it's, we have to start lodge way sooner. There was, there was an assigned topic that somebody would give up while they're having this very formal, fancy dinner. and they Very were formal and fancy. Very formal and fancy, which... Is super cool. There was somebody assigned to give a a short talk, and then they would discuss it through the meal. And then when the meal was done, then they have their standard toasts and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they have at the end as well. Um, depending on which degree, if there was a degree given or not, or if it was a regular meeting or not. But it was cool that they would have a topic, and that topic varied all over the place. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it. I don't recall all of this. So, but uh, it, the, some of it was on esoteric, some of it was, um, all of it was stuff that you could talk about outside of mm-hmm. uh, a tiled meeting, but it was things that brother know, brothers need to know. We refer back to that. Uh, I always have this in the back of my mind that the Freemasonry back in the 50s, 60s, 40s was where a person could get, a, a gentleman could get an education of some kind without formally going to school. And they would learn how to do the things they needed to do in their professions and to run their families and their homes, etc. And I think current masonry has gotten away from that. I mean, it bugged me the other night. I mean, this might get me in trouble a little bit with the past master, but when he popped in, we had a we had a young man that's investigating the lodge, um, was joining some of our our monthly Zoom meetings, and he popped in. We've talked about this before. He popped in and said, "What do you guys learn about when you? What do you do to make uh, good men better?" Yeah, he asked, like, "Do you guys teach classes about stuff or anything?" And then right, and then the past master popped in. No, we don't do any of that. 
And I'm like, why not? Why why don't we teach a young man how to how to write resumes? Why don't we teach them how to how to handle a budget? Why don't we teach them how to build PowerPoint slides? Why don't we teach them how to you know how to how to how Dave Ramsey says we should be budgeting in our funds? Yeah, you know, like, you know, those are things that we need to know. Um, college educations are getting way expensive. They're getting so you can't afford them without going into some serious debt. Some now. serious debt. Uh, it freaks me out. My, I have a a daughter that graduated this year. She is the graduating uh, pandemic class, and. Uh, starting her college choices and she's saved up a lot of money she's a she works hard as a librarian at one of the local libraries and uh, saved up a lot of money but when she saw her first semester fees and there went all her savings in one semester <clears throat> and that didn't cover any housing any of that extra it, stuff it becomes i'll bring it back to the education thing but it becomes basically indentured serv servitude all other debt you can bankruptcy out 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 of your student debt is not part of that if oh, you were really? declared bankruptcy you still this might have changed since I last heard it or I could be misinformed but a guy on a podcast who is a brother actually and who I know and trust and is a very smart good good man he was saying you actually can't lose that if you go bankrupt it doesn't matter you still have to pay that back yeah. so it's 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 kind of evil, man. Like it's, and you're and you're and you're told that it's going to be this great thing that sets you up for success in all walks of life, and really, unless you're going to become like, unless it's a specific field like a doctor or something, it doesn't set you up for that. No, it doesn't. It, it, college is meant to teach you how to learn, mm -hmm. and and I think that's one place that Freemasonry can can help fill that gap that's starting to happen. Is is we can. We can become a place where uh, young Masons come to learn. Yeah. Even old Masons. Shoot, I'm in my 50s, and I am. I was thinking about this last week when we uh, when we got together and on my way home afterwards. That I'm to that age where all I want to do is become like an old Jewish rabbi-ish type guy, where I just sit home and study all day. Yeah. I think that would be just absolute heaven. That in that culture, that's what it was. I mean, you would. You would hope to have a son, and then about the time he became of age that he could have a job, uh, you got to retire. Some Spanish culture does that. Mm -hmm. As as a Jewish person, you would get to spend your time studying the law. The law. I am the law. Judge Dredd. But I, I want to do that. I'm in, I mean, I'm approaching my 50s, and I think that would be just the bee's knees. And then I realized, no, I still got about another 30 years before I can retire, <laughs> if I make it that far. Um, I just want to study all day and I think Freemasonry can help people can help us uh, feed that need oh yeah in the fellowcraft degree you are charged you are taught a bit about and charged to make basically a lifetime study of the seven liable arts and sciences or the tri trivium and quadrivium and you can spend a lifetime on that stuff you really can you know like Grammar, for those who aren't familiar, it's grammar, rhetoric, and logic are the first three. And then, and I don't know which order it's supposed to be in, but it's arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy, I believe, for the last four, correct? 
I think so. I think so. See, that amazes me that you can remember that. My memory is not that good. <laughs> I have found that the mem- that memorizing stuff is something that I enjoy a lot. I won't say I'm good at it, because I have to work pretty hard, I feel, to get stuff down. But it's fun. But you could spend a lifetime getting good at all those subjects. You could choose one of those and spend a lifetime becoming an expert in that field. So getting a base level of good enough at all of those, to your point, would be... would So let's say you got that at Lodge because there were brothers here who specialized and gave classes, you know, and that's what you learn. And if, and if the Masons were self-studying like they were supposed to also, being a Mason would provide you with the liberal education. Liberal has in freeing, not has in... We're not talking political parties here, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. But, you know... So well, that's why it's called the liberal arts and sciences is because it makes you a free man. Like, you know, like your mind is your own. You're not going to be, you're not susceptible to propaganda and faulty logic because you've learned how to think for yourself. Yeah. And, that's that, and that can and should come from lunch. Yeah. That's the big thing. And, it, and, and I think people in this day and age is too easy to follow uh, what we're told mm-hmm. and, and, and not come up with our own our own ideas and thoughts on things and just take that source as yeah. as gospel when it's not. I'm actually reading a book right now on, on, on what knowledge is and uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it goes through the process of teaching you what you know knowledge is versus fact. Persons can believe in something very strongly mm-hmm. and, and say that they have a knowledge of it but it is a, is a really knowledge. You would enjoy some Plato, my friend. I know. I've I've got the. They go into, can you learn? How do you learn? What is knowledge? Versus like they go into all of that too. Just a bit more frustrating than the book I'm you're reading. I'm sure. Yeah. Socrates is annoying. But that's I mean that's the stuff I want to start reading, and and I I hope to spend more time doing that. I have to worry about keeping myself within my you know within my the bounds of my twenty four inch gauge. I, I, I do, I am one person right now that is just absolutely hungry for for true knowledge. Not for going to school and learning how to do T-charts in accounting or Ohm's Law in, in electronics or I want to I wanna study this, the, the stuff that teaches me how to come up with those things on my own. And, and or prove those things that I run into. It's like what Jason was saying that he was or maybe still is doing how he had, he got the first book of Euclid and was doing the works. Yeah. Because eventually you prove the 47th pro- pro- problem there, but you work up to it and with like, so, and literally it's a straight edge and a compass is all you get for that. And you prove a right angle is a right angle and how you tell so that knowledge becomes your own. And it's a, and and, you, and it's and that that's all to confirm what you're saying is you can learn. Uh, I I don't think I can phrase it any better than you did, but you really just do learn things that that allow you to. So 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 so, so, so when when you learn something, it's like you said, you don't just understand. Oh, there's that equation I plug things into. You understand why that equation and why you plug the things into it. Like it's it helps. It gives you a structure for the information you get to fit into right. and actually be. And that's when memorization becomes not really a thing. You just know the stuff because it fits into your knowledge. It's not something you just had to memorize as its own separate fact. It's a part of a bigger whole. Yeah, and it's practice. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, yeah, 
So yeah, we could have a whole discussion on on Masonic education and, and why our our philosophy is changing. And it's kind of interesting that as we've had this pandemic and and we've seen that uh, lodges aren't able to meet because of edicts from Grand Lodges, which is the right way to go. Yes, yeah. um, especially with a lot of members who are old. Yeah, we got a lot of older members. Uh, we don't know what this how this virus acts. We're still we're, what four or five months into this now. Oh, we're longer than that, seven months longer into than it that now. Um, they're still learning how this thing affects people, etc. Um, so brothers aren't able to meet. But the thing that that's kind of grown out of this is you've seen a lot of online Masonic education happening. Oh. There's a Facebook page called, which you might know about already, but for anybody who happens to be listening to this, there's a Facebook page called Refracted Light. I haven't heard of that one. It's a place that is being used to store, not store, just, from what I understand, all those online, like, educationals and stuff, a lot of that's getting put there for you to go back and look at later. And so... So if you go to the Facebook page, Refracted Light, and it's all stuff that's okay to be seen by non-Masons and outside of Lodge and stuff. but So it's not just a Zoom meeting once and then it's gone forever. A lot of the stuff's actually being stored online for us to go back to. So a plug right there, Refracted Light. It should still be a Facebook page. I want to go see that. But there has been a lot put online. And I mean, Mm -hmm. some of the the Scottish Rites, the two jurisdictions in the United States are kind of competing against each other for that education. Which brings up another interesting side topic. The Northern Jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite. I think that's the right name for it. Northern Masonic Jurisdiction, I think is what their technical term is. Yeah, they're pushing to do... So they have a reunion a couple times a year. And that's where new Scottish Rite members go through the degrees. And and current Scottish, Scottish Rite members perform those degrees. But they're thinking about doing them all online. Oh, I think I heard that. For a while. And I wonder... To me, that did... I mean, it would be something to be great to go back and review, but I don't want to experience my first time through the degree to be an online Zoom meeting. To watch it later for a refresher course would be great. I'd much rather experience it in real life, just like you were saying. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we had the different... we've, We've talked about this before. We had different experiences. I went through a Grandmaster's class for my uh, fellow craft and uh, master mason's degree and you rightfully so in my mind stuck it out and said no i want my own degrees mm-hmm. performed where i am at the center of the universe that just makes me sound like an like, i know that makes you sound bad it but makes, makes, a, makes me sound makes me sound self, selfish but it is the right way to do it if i have a i have a fur i'm firmly anti mass degrees or Grandmasters class. I have nothing against Grandmasters, of course. But that I always have to say that and then add in, the facts show that you get both good and bad from both ways. Like, right. Grandmasters class and bringing brothers in and doing them one at a time don't affect the, the growth, if that makes sense. Those who are going to leave, leave, and those who are going to stay, stay. and not just be members, but be Masons stay no matter which way they came in so it doesn't determine the quality of the mason 
I think it's about giving that Mason a quality experience. Yeah, and I think that's the key word right there, the quality experience of going to the degree on your own. Don't get me wrong, I, I, I felt I had a quality experience when I went through the Masters or the Grand Masters class mm-hmm. because the best of the best, the Grand Jurisdiction of Utah, um, were the ones that performed those degrees. And I was never going to see it in any better shape or form, except for maybe in my home lodge where it's Mm well-practiced. I mean, we did it. We went through the class because there were certain needs that needed to happen. And and, uh, and so Jason and I um, went through the the Grand Masters class so we could become Mm Mr. Mason's quicker. And that did help out our lodge. Right. To have more members sooner. Yeah. But if I was to coach somebody and it was kind of interesting in the, in the meeting where we were talking about who was going to go, that all the brothers go, I don't, uh, I don't want to sway your opinion either way. I mean, that, that was the whole, I mean, everybody kind of had an opinion on it, but their opinion was, I don't want to swing you either way of whether to wait or to go to the grandmaster's class. I think if I were to be in that talk now, I think I would tell the guy, like it is your choice, but I think I it would won't too. be the same. Yeah, like you should just go through it yourself. Yeah. You get that one chance for your first time. Yeah, I uh, I worry about us having enough numbers here in our lodge to be able to perform a master mason's degree. Oh, we. But I know, I know, we we do really really well at entered apprentices degree. At least in my one year's experience. Well, we've been working hard at them and done a a bang up job for sure. Right. Um, It'd be fun to see us pull off a fellow craft because I haven't seen that yet. I think we could. But I think we could do that. Um, The Master Mason's degree would be a little tougher. But we did do one, and we did one well um, when you went through yours. And and we still, the Lodge did, I want to make sure that, I'll applaud this right now. Thank you to all of the brothers, both in our Lodge and outside of this Lodge, that helped to put that on. It was a very well done Degree, it was great. It was in a cool building. Yeah, I'm very great, great grateful. But to the point that you're making, with how even with how hard I know all of the masons in our lodge worked, we still had to have a lot of help from different brothers go down to a different building to accommodate all the brothers who were going to come up to help. So yeah, we we uh, do not have the numbers yeah, to do it ourselves to to pull off that one. There's a lot. I mean, it's just there's a lot to know in that degree. There's the Master's Mason degree is the culminating degree for a reason. There's so much coming at you so fast from so many different directions. You can't don't have an opportunity to absorb it all as well as you would want to. You know what's funny about that's that why is, you keep going back. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why it's good to um, memorize a part and participate and give that degree to a brother because you just learn so much each time. But I was gonna say it's funny um, how overwhelming the information just in the EA degree feels. When it's, you know, when you're being initiated, like, oh, that was so much all at once, and that's just small potatoes compared to the rest of the stuff you get later. Yeah, so but that's, as we were studying for the topic we were going to do this week, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the reason I chose the symbol that I did, mm-hmm. because that was pretty much the only symbol I could remember <laughs> after the, <laughs> after the first you. degree, was because there was, I mean, it was like drinking from a freaking fire hose. Yeah, no, there's a ton, the lectures are long. It's meant to be gone back and written. And you're actually told, like, go back and... You know, like you're told, like, oh, you should go back and look at it on, like, your own time. Go back and study. So... Mm-hmm. And then and that's the other advantage of... As... as to, uh, For not going through a master... A grandmaster's class. 
is you get that time in between degrees to study the degree. I mean, part of mm-hmm. doing the catechism for me it was like I was memorizing this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I need to go look it up, and I need to go study on that a little bit, or I need to go ask. You go through that coaching experience for every degree. I mean, it's, it's meant to be like operative masonry, where you learn through each level before you hit that last level. Because mm-hmm. to this day, there's still things out of the... Because I I, I did my EA as you, as an EA normally would. I mean, I went through the EA degree. I passed off my catechism for the EA. And because we have the requirements we do in the state of Utah for Master Masons, I still had that same experience for a Master Mason. I did not have that at the Fellowcraft degree mm-hmm. because part of the Grand Master's class is you are, what's the word? Declared proficient? Declared proficient, even though you're, you, 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 you just actually it. didn't do it. Yeah, I just saw it. So actually... Tell you the truth, there was an hour between me. I was a fellow craft for an hour. And and it wasn't... There's so much stuff in the fellow craft degree that is so rich. And I kind of knew that there's a lot to learn and apply. And uh, was, I didn't know a ton about masonry, but I knew enough. That's why... So I, so for, it's, uh, that's why I spent a year as an EA. And then almost a year as an FC. Because I wanted to take the time to apply it and learn. But... I, I was surprised at how little I felt I had done in a year still. Yeah. Anyways. And then eventually I decided I'd rather be a Master Mason and be helpful and useful. Because that way I, I can fill in a lodge chair and fill in degrees. And so I sped up my own process to be helpful. But also part of it was I realized there is a lifetime of learning in just Blue Lodge. You know, you can, you can, you can apply that to yourself for forever. This is all going to come back to what you were talking about. I think I've almost lost myself in my own little side 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 thing, side step here, so I apologize. Yeah. So but you almost can't spend enough time on one degree, you know. Yeah. Utah does limit you. You have two years to get it done. That's true. Or you have to either be done or get special permission. But I think I think America is one of the few places where they don't require you to wait. Here it's as fast as you memorize that thing and pass it off, or quicker in a grandmaster's class. But in places like England and Australia and stuff like that, they actually, like, you have to spend X amount of time as that degree, no matter how proficient you get, how fast you get it, or whatever. You have to sit there and wait and apply it. And some places require you to write and present a paper about something, or, you know, like, or, like, I think it's not a popular opinion. I think we should do that. I think, yeah, I think you should learn what you're getting into because you still have an opportunity to get out before you're a master mason. Yeah, I think I think we'd have less NPDs if we if we did that because people would leave before they you know we've had a few EAs who who actually did that and like you know they've shown up to practice a few times on work working the catechism but they're kind of like f- f- faded away. Right. And I don't think that would have if they if they had gone through the degrees quicker, I don't think that would have changed. I think eventually they still would have been like, hmm, well, okay, this isn't the mysterious thing I thought it was, perhaps, you know? Yeah, who knows? Right. Who knows why they leave? But it's... They'd always be welcome back, but I'd rather have those people not have seen all that there is to see and then decide they don't want it, you know? Yeah, and take the obligations that you're expected to take yeah. and keep. It's, it's a serious thing. Yeah. Your obligations are a very serious thing. Yeah, to Mas to Masons, in particularly, I'm learning that that 
your word is your bond, which is an awesome thing to get back to in a day and age where your word is not so much. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you, you can lawyer your way out of almost anything that you said or signed or agreed to do. And really, it should be, if you said you would do it, then you'll do it. Yeah, I agree. And at first, I actually, this is another side tangent, but at first I... Um, I'd be like, well, you can't always keep your word because what if you like promised and you forgot about something that you also promised? And then I realized, well, if you're going to always keep your word, that means you're more judicious with when you give your word. Right. And so now if somebody, Hey, like, can you do this? I'll be like, hang on, let me make absolutely certain. And then if I tell you, yes, you know, it's a yes, you know, but like I, I make sure before I make, make a, a promise. My four was like, Oh, I'll just make, make, make a promise. And then I work to keep it. No, I work to make sure that the promise I gave is keepable. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, a, yeah, you know, it's a, yeah. That's pretty cool. I hadn't thought of it in that direction. Yeah. Well, but otherwise, I, I, you get, otherwise, you end up screwing yourself and and getting, you know, not, not getting in trouble, but having to go back on what you said you'd do because you already promised something else for that same day or something. Right. No, it's just interesting that how masonry's makes you think about those kind of things. I mean, it, and I've said this for about the fourth time in this conversation. We've talked about this before, but I now, I now actively, when I do something, I go, oh, I'm a mason. I shouldn't do that. Or I should be better. Or I'm actually getting to the point now where I'm catching myself beforehand instead of afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it is getting better. It is. Insert jingle here. It is confession time with AC. I love driving when it's not too hot with the windows down and the music loud. Love it. I I was meant to be born in the time and age when you would drag me. Like that's something I wish we still. I I. Uh, you should I, have grown up in Bear Lake in the nineties, man. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't drag me, and I drag a different street because you don't drag me, and you stop every block at a red light. Um, here 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 in Logan. But I love to blast. I love to blast my music and drive around and have the wind whipping through the car. It's just fun. But unless you're on like a highway or something, now I make sure my music is turned down because. And the thought, the thought process behind it was, what if I was blasting my music and you're kind of being a little bit annoying to people who can hear the music outside? And what if I had that square and compass on my my license plate, which I hope we get enough people to submit their forms so that we actually get that. Like, that would look, people like, oh, I guess Masons are d- who don't care about those those around them. So now when I'm in town, I, I'm, I'm working on it, but I usually have the music turned down a little bit, you know, so that was just be respectful because it's like, to your point, I think, oh, I'm a Mason now, I represent, like, like one, like, you know, like, how would a good man act, how would a gentleman act, and then how how do my actions reflect on all the other Masons out there, because you represent them too, so to your point, yeah, no, I've, I too have changed some things I do. It's hard, though. See, I already took care of the road rage stuff well before it became be became a mason. It's just that not blasting my music too loud during a, a, in um oh no I, a I, suburb. I, I still have the road rage thing. I used to, <laughs> as a fire chief, I used to drive a command truck, and so it actually made it worse. <laughs> I had a siren and stuff when people would tick out. Eep. But people would do all sorts of weird things in front of a truck with flashy lights and loud sirens. Interesting. But, uh, yes. So, there's a reason I'm no longer a fire chief anymore. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Yes, yes. And you have, and you have, <laughs> you have sirened that siren and flashed those lights one too many times, Gary. <laughs> yes. So, county uh, uh, district attorney, uh, <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part out. 
<laughs> now I'm going to cause protests in the street because they're going to say, look what those people in authority did. I see that they admit that they <laughs> use their sirens too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hell one day. But I think it's been a good discussion, though. Yeah, I liked, I liked, I liked talking about the education side, side of things. Yeah, I think we can end it there and say, you know, uh, thanks for joining us this week on our podcast, the From the North, a Masonic podcast, uh, coming from a place of darkness, as Jason would say. Mm-hmm. And we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope that uh, you'll join us next week when. Three Master Masons get together, brothers from the same lodge, a brand new Master Masons. Basically. Yeah, get together and discuss life, masonry, and whatever else. Being better men. Oh, being better men. Yeah, was, we should do that too. Was the third thing, like lodge life and being better men. Lodge life. Is our tagline. Yeah, so. Yeah, join us, and uh, we've enjoyed doing this podcast. Thanks for AC. Uh, for showing up today so that we can do this we'll get jason back for not coming the host of the from the north podcast are providing this broadcast as a public service and for their own selfish motives it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of any grand lodge local lodge or any masonic body or freemasonry in general any reference to any specific product, subject, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or a recommendation. The rantings, tomfoolery, and views expressed by the guests and the hosts are their own, and their appearance on the program does not apply any endorsement of them, any grand or local lodge, or any entity they represent. I don't... Sorry. I have... This is... We'll probably cut this part out, but I have not gotten a good night's sleep once this week. What have you been doing? Like just playing, have been fun for the first time in six years. Oh, yeah. Ayo, divorce joke. No. <laughs> <laughs>